One day, an entire world woke up in a civilization destroyed, with no memory of what brought them to their demise. For 2,000 years, the people rebuilt, from the first communities banding together to fight the monsters in the dark, to bustling technomantic metropolises. Against this backdrop, the ordinary folk played out their extraordinary lives. These are their stories. This is the Chronicles of Styropos. Hey guys, Alex here, just jumping in at the top with uh, some scheduling announcements. Uh, I know I said last time that you might not hear from us for a little bit, um, but you're hearing from me now, so deal with it. Um, I know this is now the fucking 17th of January, or whatever, um, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, but this is the Christmas one-shot. Uh, um, I managed to get it edited, and I'm really pleased with it, so I thought, sod it, let's put it on the feed, and... Um, you know, if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this a few months in the future, having got behind and catching up, so who cares whether it's uh, actually released around Christmas or not. Um, anyway, I will leave you to it. Enjoy. Uh, you probably won't hear from me for the next... I think it's about going to be about four episodes of Christmas One-Shot, because it's not Christmas, why do we need to release it all at once? Um, so for the next little bit, you won't hear from me. I'll just, you'll just have like a previously on. But I thought I'd come in and tell you before... This episode starts, so you're not wondering why we're talking about Christmas in January. Enjoy. Hey, gang. Hello. Hey. Hey, butthead. You can tell that Hannah's really happy about the fact that I'm in charge now. I just think the thing that is concerning me is, as this story takes place in Styropos, everything you say is canonically true. I mean, you could have not given him that power and made it take place somewhere else. No, but we we play in Styropos. That's where we play. Even for the Christmas one-shot. Even for the Christmas one-shot. This is the Christmas one-shot. Welcome, everyone. Have I just given the game away? Welcome, everyone. It's a Christmas one-shot. We did say in the intro two weeks ago that this is the Christmas intro. So Christmas intro, Christmas uh, one-shot. It's going really well. We're doing. It's a good start. I'm sorry, I'm still trying to read through this long list of feats to pick one. Yeah, Serena hasn't finished making a character sheet. Hannah's salted that I'm in charge. Simon still has work clothes by the looks of it. It's going well. The three of you are in the town of Mistletoe. Classic. Because literally everything in this, everything that's going to happen is going to be in some way related to Christmas. And if I miss something that should have been Christmassy, tell me and I will change it. <laughs> Just for my notes, where is the town of Mistletoe? North somewhere. You are at the Red Nosed Reindeer Inn. <laughs> you are a group of itinerant adventurers you found yourselves thrown together by means we don't need to talk about here because who, who cares about that bullshit uh you found an advert for a job on like one of those job boards where it's like kill this dragon hunt down this thing rescue my daughter from the evil witch you know that sort of thing it was offering uh, a job so you took it you came to the tavern at the appointed time and you are sat in a nice toasty corner of the Red Nosed Reindeer Inn. And let's go around the table and introduce who we see at this inn. Do we always start in a pub? Yeah, that's how D&D works! Every campaign in D&D starts in a pub. You start in a tavern. To my right, Simon, who are you playing? I am playing a tortle. Uh, his name is Makar. Wait, can we rename him to for Christmas Christmassy? No, he is deliberately un-Christmassy. He is, uh, he's a he's a pretty large, hefty turtle with a 
yellow and black uh, kind of quite tropical looking uh, tortoise shell. Uh, if anyone's interested, I did way too much research, and so he's based on the Indian star tortoise. Yes, this is a silly one-shot one character, and I did that much research because I had nothing else to do on the weekend. I don't know how much detail I'm giving. He's a warlock, and he is carrying uh, a massive club and a symbol of some kind of like horned creature uh, on a necklace um, around his neck. Simon's character for this uh, campaign sponsored by the phrase bar humbug. Indeed. Um, and his patron is definitely not a well-known Dr. Seuss character that would infringe copyright, and so is the uh, PC-friendly version of that, which is Krampus. The, uh, yes, the, the non-copyrighted generic fantasy version. <laughs> what I like about this is, uh, canonically, in Steropos, definitely not a well-known Dr. Seuss character, but the Krampus is canonically a, what an archfey. Yeah, so uh, the the warlock patron that we decided fit best was was Archfey. I feel like a well known Doctor Seuss character is not really you know a great old one or you know an undead. So you know, I reckon I reckon the best option uh, is yeah is Archfey. Fair enough, Hannah. Who are you playing? Um, I am playing a law bard fairy. And the idea was that she has worked as a fairy on top of the Christmas tree for many, many years. The Christmas tree. The Christmas world tree. <laughs> There's a variety of fairies on top of Christmas trees. And it was kind of her job to sit on the Christmas tree and tell stories of Christmas's past. But she didn't always tell the stories to, like, tradition and her arch nemesis reported her to the council who decided that her interpretations of some stories were a bit radical and not in keeping with tradition and so they fired her from her job of fairy on top of the christmas tree this year for like non-compliance rebel fairy yeah i like to think she was telling like really feminist retellings of christmas stories <laughs> the song of achilles for the christmas trees yes <laughs> What is Christmas in this world, by the way? What are the Christmas stories? We'll find out. We'll work it out as we go along. She has, her arch nemesis has gotten her fired. And so she is lonely and alone, which is how she has ended up on a mysterious job in the North Pole with strangers. Um, and also her name is Carol. I feel like I can give a little bit more context as to why Makar is also randomly here looking for a job. So the reason he is a bit bar humbug is because he is like a, a, a tropical warm weather turtle. Doesn't really fit in in these like sort of like cold weather northern uh, realms of, of Styropos. And like he's he's really struggling to like get involved in the Christmas spirit. Like he keeps applying for jobs to be like Santa at the Christmas market and keeps getting like fired because they want like, you know, gnomes and like rabbit folk or like, you know, white skinned tabaxis that look like snowy leopards and things. And like there's just no realm for like tropical creatures to involve in this like very traditional snow coloured Christmas. I want to be the Christmas turtle. <laughs> uh, and so he's so upset that he doesn't get to be exactly the Christmas turtle, but he has found other like minded anti Christmas creatures. He was so upset that he couldn't be the Christmas turtle that he sold his soul to anti-Christmas. He is like, well, if I can't have a good time, I'm, I'm taking everyone else down with me. I also, this is the first that I've ever learned that there are such things as rabbit folk. 
just on the on the Lorbard point and the Christmas stories that actually this one shot is loosely, very loosely inspired by three different Christmas stories. And if you can identify them, players or the listeners, then please let me know. And last but not least, Serena, who are you playing? So I am playing... Now, I don't know how to say his name. Not his name, his race. Because I just say ASMR. As- Asmr. ASMR? ASMR? As- ASMR? 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 I'm just calling him ASMR. That's that's what I'm going to call him. Simon, you're the nerd. How do we pronounce this? I'm going ASMR. I feel like there isn't a definitive answer on this one. Yeah, look. Wizards of the Coast made up a word with two A's at the start. We can pronounce whatever the fuck we like. They made up two. They also invented Aracocras. Aracocras. Yeah. I am going to call him an yeah. ASMR. We all know what you that mean. That is what I see when yeah. I see that word. Yes, exactly. So, uh, my guy is called Aurelian, which means golden in Latin. And that is because he is very golden. So, he, his family, um, his like distant ancestors were like celestial. So, basically, they were angels. Angels specifically of the god of Styropos, who is known as Santa. He is a god in this world. And they were sent by Santa to teach the common folk, to teach the people the true meaning of Christmas, whatever that is. We don't actually really know yet, but we'll find out. Um, and then, like, as Grasstu kind of, because also they were, like, celestial beings, they were given nobility, noble status, and aristocratic titles, and lots of land, and lots of money, and descendants from them, we now have Aurelian, who is kind of a young 20, 22-ish, 23-ish, something like that, um, young man who is... Uh, like, he's the shining gold child of the family. He's got white gold hair, golden skin, eyes that are pure light. Um, and, like, he's he's a pretty nice guy as a whole. Like, he wants, he wants to treat people nicely and do good things. But he's, like, he's lived all his life in a palace, and he doesn't really have much understanding of the way normal people work, and he kind of sees himself as, like, he must be the hero of the common folk. And he's also got a little bit of a snobbery tendency that he kind of looks down upon anyone who's not an ASMR aristocrat, basically, because that's the only people he's ever really mixed with. Um, so he is now in this pub uh, because he's kind of a bit of a wastrel at times, like partly because he doesn't really have much grounding in the real world. And his dad got a bit fed up with him Um you know, throwing parties all the time, kind of Thor-like, and decided that he needed to go out and experience the world and, like, get some, you know, go out and help people. So he's been sent out on, like, a hero's hero's journey quest, you know, knight doing good kind of mission. Okay. So to clarify, we have a turtle who hates Christmas, a disgraced fairy, and an angel on a gap year. He's also a paladin, by the way, I forgot to mention that. He's a paladin of Santa. A paladin of Santa on a on a gap here. Um, and you guys definitely don't stand out in a crowd, Ben. A total, a literal, like, golden man and a fairy just sitting around a, around a table in a pub. You know, the fire out, the fire's roaring. The weather outside is frightful. The fire is so delightful. Sleep on. Yeah, I got there eventually. Right, so as the three of you are um, yeah, sat around this table, having some drinks, chatting away, waiting for your... Um, the mysterious giver of this quest to arrive. Um, yeah, and, and after a little while, a large 
man in a uh, sort of dark red coat with dirty white kind of fur trim. He's a kind of fairly large bloke with a dirty white beard. He sits down and says, Hello, I assume you are the ones who have come for this job. Can I just quickly roll to check and see whether I recognise this man at all from any of my bardic folklore? Yeah, you can, I guess that may be a history check or maybe a perception check. Um, I, my thought was history. Yeah, I think you're expertise in history as well, so. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, roll me, a, roll me a history check. Oh, come on, these are my lucky dice. Um, that is a 19. Oh, this is 100% Santa. Yeah. Um, like you can you can tell that he's trying to like do a little bit on the down low, like it's not a bright red coat, like it's quite sort of muted, but it's Santa. Like it's, it's so obviously Santa that you can't like get it's just you can't hide it. Santa's a god, right? Yeah. Cool. So also canonically in Steropos, gods take human form and walk around like Greek gods do. <gasps> Wait a second, does that mean little Eric is a god? I've anyway. never said that. Yeah, this is only yeah, this has only become canonical in this story, so you never know. Um, fair enough, fair enough. May I also ask, is there any reason uh for me to know that oh Serena, what's your character called again? Aurelian. Is is there any reason for me to know that Aurelian's god is Santa? Um, I don't know how much how well you three know each other, how much you'd have discuss that with each other uh i'm willing for you guys to kind of decide that among yourselves or we can roll for it ren what do you think um hmm. my religion score is pretty low so i feel like as in a zero um i feel like i don't really i feel like i'm a bit cut off from like my family's past religious angelics like state status it's you know i don't think how, how long have we been here like seeing each other like, how long have we been sat at this table for? I mean, at this table, only a f- sort of an hour or so. You may or have like been travelling. I think you've been travelling together for a little while. Okay. But, like, like a little while as in, like, a couple months? Or a little while as in, like, a day? Um, Probably a couple of weeks. I feel like, also, he's on, some, he's on, like, a mission to, like... I don't know, would he brag? Oh, I don't know this character well enough yet. <laughs> well, you can roll for if it. If you're not sure, I'd roll a d20 and roll a, yeah, let's roll a say d20. hi, you tell, you've told me, and low, you haven't. That's, let's go there. Above 10, I've told you. Below 10, I haven't told you. Watch it be a 10 now. So I haven't decided. 16, I told you. Cool. Okay, so yeah, as I realise that this is the Santa... My eyes kind of go wide, and I sort of look at Aurelian. What's your passive perception, Aurelian? That's 11. Okay, I don't think you notice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really spend much time like noticing other people, to be honest, unless yeah. they're like, also of a similar aristocratic state. Yeah, so I look at him, and then look back, but I choose to keep my mouth shut right now. Okay. Does anyone else say anything? Given no one has actually said anything to him, I would just be like, I assume so if you were told to meet us here. Yes, excellent. Well, excellent. Good. Um, so, your uh, your job. 
Um, well, I, I am a, um, a local business owner around, around these parts, very important uh, around these holidays. And, um, well, my uh, some of my employees have decided to, uh, well, they've um, performed acts of uh, industrial sabotage. They have stolen some very important objects from me and um, are holding me to ransom. Uh, did they unionize? I don't know what that means. What's a union? Oh, well, there, therein lies the question. Does it? Well, look, point is, I'm, I'm, would like you to go and retrieve these items for me. What kind of employer are you? Manufacturing. Are you a very good employer? Oh, yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, very jolly. What's, yes. what's, the, what's the time off like? Holiday pay, that sort of what? thing? I don't know what you're talking what? about. Okay. Okay. I mean, they only have to work like one deadline a year. Yeah, it's very big deadline. What do you, how do you know? Wait, that was oh. <laughs> was that in character? I guess it doesn't have to that be. That was not character. That was just me. I haven't figured out my character's voice yet. Okay, <laughs> you better work that out. It's a it's a big deadline though. The niceties of my employment. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, I want you to retrieve these items they stolen from me. What did they steal? Oh, um, various, various things. Some ma- very important magical items. You'll, you'll know them when you see them. To, what very important magical items? Yeah, that's not very specific. I feel like you need to narrow it down slightly. <laughs> uh, roll me a persuasion check. Is that me or Carol? Uh, one off. I don't mind. Uh, that sounds like Makar was doing it, and I was maybe helping. Yeah, I'll give you an advantage on that. Uh, the highest of those is a 16 plus 7, so 23. Yeah. Uh, Charisma party! (laughs) For those who didn't pick up during when we were describing the characters, all three of these uh, characters are at least partially charisma-based. We have a bard, a warlock, and a paladin. It's not going to go well for me. Um, Yeah, so uh, he says, oh, well, I suppose you can't retrieve them if you don't know what they are. Um, But look, um, one was a, a, a sack, it's a sack of holding, very important for my work. Uh, a, a belt, um, a, a, a bell, like a jingle bell, uh, um, my hat, which matches my outfit. Uh, yeah, I need these items for my work. How did you lose your belt? I was asleep, and they stole it from me. I raised my eyebrows. Then your hat. I was, I was asleep when they stole that too, okay? Yeah, but were you sleeping in it? That's what I want to know. I, I normally wear my hat. It's part of the outfit. That kind of checks out. You, ha- you don't have separate silken pyjamas? I was napping. At work. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you're a very good boss. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, and... Taking a well-earned break. C- can you... Can you... Tell us how much we'll be paid for retrieving them. Oh, I'm yes, kind of, of broke at the moment. Well, uh, look, um, he actually puts a um, a sack of uh, of gold, well, three sacks of gold down. There's a hundred gold each as an advance, and if you can retrieve these items, another five hundred each. Real fuck ton of money. Yes. Pretty good going. I'm really glad we took this job. Yeah. Oh my god, Sheila's going to be so mad. What a bitch. I, f- I feel like these items will be worth more than that to you. You trying to do clean me out here? Well, you know, if they are just as magical as you said, 500 gold, is that really enough to make us not just 
you know, find someone willing to buy these items because clearly they're worth a lot. Are you holding me to ransom again? You haven't even found them yet. Look, we can discuss a excellent, you know, a bonus or something if you actually bring them back. Why would we? Why should we try and you know put our lives on the line here to retrieve these items with no assurances? I mean, I appreciate what you're doing, but like, I don't want you to price us out of this job. I really need even that much money. It's a lot of money. This is not. This is nothing. He he is he is trying to rip us off here. Roll me a persuasion check. It's gonna be a lot of these tonight. Eighteen. Look, <clears throat> we can discuss. If you do a good job, I you know, we may give you a bonus for saving my um. But uh, look. For now, here, I have I have these that might come in useful to you. And he pulls out of his pocket three candy canes. They're like white and green candy canes. And gives one of them each to you. Or one of them to each of you. And mechanically, these candy canes can be used um, to basically forego a dice roll, an ability check, saving throw, or attack roll, and automatically crit on that roll. Uh... Do we have to, like, eat them or something? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't really care how you, like, use... Yeah, sure, you have to eat them. Um, so it's a, it's a one-time use. It's a one-time use, yes. You can... Yeah, yeah you, you have one use of this. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm ready to get this fucking show on the road, boys. I have I have more questions. Describe... Oh, goodness me. Just... We're going to stay in this pub for the entire episode. Well, we describe the employees, the, the Tokyo staff, and where they might have gone. Like, as well as what are we looking for, who are we looking for? Ah, yes. Well, they're actually elves. Weird. Uh, and uh, they wear a particular uniform. It's sort of uh, green with um, the sort of curly green shoes and um, kind of floppy hats with a white bauble on the end and uh, stripy leggings, back of, uh, green and, and red. No. Red, red and white stripy leggings. You know, the deal. Dear. Sounds very, like a real fashion disaster. What were your passive insights? Uh, 11. 11. 11. 11, 11, 11. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, f- final question is like, where, where would they have taken these things? Like, um, do, do you know what they what they were planning? Holding me to ransom, they've made demands, outrageous, egregious demands, to get them back. And I'd rather you would to go and deal with them. I'm very like busy. What? I can't like do it myself. Like a forty-hour working week and a minimum wage. That sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> I want sick pay. <laughs> Monsters. Um, I'm feeling like maybe we shouldn't take on this job, fellas, because clearly this man just needs to learn how to treat his employees better. So if we. If we don't take on this job, he has no option other than to, you know, acquiesce to their requests. Be a short one shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am still tempted so that we can help the workers unionize. Oh, okay. So we're going to take on the job so that we can go help them unionize. Yeah. We like we idea. can. Yeah, we could be playing this from both sides. <laughs> yeah. You're discussing this with with um. No, Noel no, like, at the table. I'll go and. Did you mention his name was Noel? I don't think you mentioned. Oh, it. I don't think I did. No. no, my name's Noel, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just be over there. You discuss this amongst yourselves, and um, well, actually, I suppose I don't really need to talk to you anymore because I've told you everything you need to know. I don't know where they are. That's well, your adventures. You can work it out. 
when you've found them, bring them back to um to my home. It's up in the mountains. Um the caves up in the mountains, that's where all the work gets done. So you come and find me. And he uh, I hate mountains. It takes so long to climb them. I hate going uphill, but fine. He's left, he's already gone. Alright, cool. So what do you what are you doing? Uh can I ask, did we maybe see any of uh, the the uniforms like around in in town on our way to the tavern. If we like think back, no, you did nah. not. Can I ask a race based question here? Yeah, sure. Oh well, like a general knowledge from the world question. Kalith was an mm. elf, right? And yeah. From a family of elves who were like the highborn mm-hmm. family, and mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. all really graceful and tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all that she was like extra tall. Are these Santa elves the same as the Kalith elves? Are they are all of these green uniforms being worn by super tall, super elegant people, or are they like? But roll me a nature check. Nature. Oh, I only have plus zero nature. I have to roll. Well, I rolled a nineteen. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you as a character don't know. I guess you might. But you probably don't know about like Kalith and that. But you know what elves are like, and like. The idea of elves in the costume that he described is completely ridiculous. Like, it just doesn't ring true at all that this is what elves would do, or that they would be in this kind of job or anything. Like, this just doesn't sound like elves at all. Just for the record, the, there is in canonically in world a difference between, like, high elves and wood elves. So it would be closer to expect it from wood elves, but still probably not. So the wood elves aren't like Legolas style, they're like Skyrim style. Like they're like Hobbit elves rather than Lord of the Ring wood elves. A bit more impish and naughty. Cool. So you um, guys are sat in this pub, it's very warm and delightful, but What time of day is it? It's like mid morning. It's not like it's time that you could do stuff today. Okay. Alright. Um so wh- where are we exactly in the world? You said we're frozen in the North Pole. Are we in the North Pole? You're in the north of the continent. It may not be the North Pole, but it's north. Like, what country would you say in the real world would it kind of look vaguely like? Fucking Lapland. Oh, right. <laughs> so, like, northern Finland, basically. Yeah. It's, Are it's we in, like, a middle of winter, town? so it's dark all the time. Um, It's quite a small town. Yeah, not, not very big at all. Well, if they're in this town, it's not a very big place. They should be quite easy to find. I don't know. It's got a... See if there's like a crowded spot where we can find them. Are there any, I don't know, factories or anything in this town where like they might be working? All I'm saying is we're not going to find them in this pub. We should at least head into town. Yeah, you can roll me. Um, there's not really a local knowledge check in fifth edition. There is in mm. third, but not history? in fifth. Yeah, probably history. Oh, I have no idea what my history score is because uh, I wasn't expecting to do much intelligence based. Uh, I rolled a natural 18 with a plus zero for an 18. Nice. Um, You think about, like, this town is not big. There's really very little that goes on in this town. You do know from your, maybe from being in this area before or talking to locals, you know, before this scene, um, that there is an abandoned mine uh, just outside of town, which used to be the kind of main industry of the town was mining, but it, it was abandoned uh, I guess with a 19, you even know why. Um, you it's know, an 18, just to clarify, but still. Well, you still know why with an 18. Um, that it was uh, abandoned because the mine itself has a um, shaft 
down the middle of it, which leads all the way down to the Underdark. And they kept on having to, basically, things from the Underdark kept on coming up and attacking the miners, and eventually it just became not economically viable to continue to mine gems out of this mine with things, aberrations just attacking them, kind of, every uh, It was, you know, too expensive and fees paid to adventurers to clear out the mines every few months. So they shut it down. Okay, the the well, town's not been the same since. Okay, I like put on like the most over the top like heavy duty coat and like snug myself up like it goes over my big tortoise shell and I'm just like fine let's do this. Can I say like like I mean my whole thing is that I'm kind of like shiny. I have I have I wear heavy armor so I therefore have disadvantage on stealth but I would like to think that my disadvantage on stealth comes from the fact that I'm slightly radiant and glowing. Can I say that like I also don't feel the cold because I'm just like a burning ball of fire? <laughs> Mechanically, no, but yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can sort of be in a kind of like long golden cloak and kind of just yeah, flows around yeah. you, and you don't really notice the cold in that sense. Yeah, cool. Yeah, whatever. okay, cool. Let's go with that. I've got like a like a looks like it's been knitted out of light cloak, <laughs> and I've got little fuzzy earmuffs and like one of them them little coats with the big fluffy sleeves that I can tuck my hands into the sleeves. Nice. So you guys head out into the cold, and it's not hard to find the mine. Like there's a kind of there's probably a big sign with the word like a rickety sign that's kind of falling down with the word mine and a big arrow pointing in a certain direction. You follow that path uh, for a little bit, and um, and I throw a snowball at the sign. A dex check. Oh my god! I now suddenly wish that someone had taken like improvised weapon feet for snowballs. That's a six. Did you miss. <laughs> Damn! It's over the side, and it's it's a, like at someone's house, and you I hear someone like yeah shouting after that. Like, what are you doing throwing snowballs? I just ignore them. Yeah, they they throw one back. Oh. But at disadvantage, they roll a two, so it doesn't have an E. I just wave at them and carry on. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you're able to come to the uh, get to the I mines very easily. I jingle slightly as I fly. You can fly. <laughs> I'm a fairy. Oh. Yeah, fairies can fly and angels can't. Um, Bitch. Fucking wizards are the case. I'm now. only angel descended, to be fair. Yeah, fair. I'm not like a legit angel. You are to me, Serena. Cute. You have reached the mines. What languages do you all speak? Oh, fuck. Languages have never come up before. But oh, I have now. I speak celestial, common, and infernal. Nice. <laughs> I okay, feel cool. Like I learned infernal in my rebellious teenage years. <laughs> Love it. Yep. <laughs> uh, common, elvish, and sylvan. I speak Aquan, Common, and Elvish. Cool. There is a sign that says, like, Mistletoe Mines, uh, and it's, like, been scrawled out in, like, charcoal, and a uh, writing in a language that none of you understand uh, has been written over it. Can I work out what language it is? Uh, you can roll me uh, just a straight up and down intelligence check. <laughs> Natural 20. What a waste of a natural 20, boys. Well, I mean, you know, we can ride that uh, for if you've got some follow-up questions. Uh, yeah, you recognise that this language, you don't you don't speak it, but you recognise it as draconic. Draconic. Draconic, Ooh. yeah. So, and I suppose creatures that you know that would speak draconic naturally, dragons, obviously, dragonborn, kobolds. Oh, it's kobold mine, yeah. And, and obviously other people might learn draconic, but... Those are the sort of 
races that would generally just have it as a native tongue. I relay this information to my companions. Cool. Uh, can I have a look around and see if there are any uh, tracks that might correspond to a bunch of people who are kind of going in and out of what should be an abandoned mine and possibly taking refuge in there or hiding out in there? Yeah, roll me a survival check. Sounds like something he'd be good at. 21. 21? 18 nice. plus 3. Ooh. Total proficiency in survival for some reason. Spicy. You do carry your house on your back. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, there are cobalt tracks. They're a little bit like there's been snowing, so like there's not they're not particularly fresh, but you can discern cobalt tracks uh, in the in the snow. Okay. And actually, with that survival check, given that it was so high, uh, you actually do see um, there's quite a lot of tracks like around the entrance to the mine and around particularly um, there is you can see a um like a tripwire on like the entrance to the mine actually uh carol with your natural 20 on that intelligence check um you know that kobolds reputationally are uh very good at and very and much enjoy making traps and things like that all right okay. cool 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 do you, do you tell us that there's going to be traps well what i'll do is i'll say hmm all right, yeah, definitely there's kobold tracks into here and uh they've they've trapped the entrance but uh does kobolds get us elves? I don't know. Like, maybe this isn't where the elves went. But then also we don't think it's actually elves because they would never dress up in those kind of outfits. So maybe they're not elves that he's employing at all. I think we should go in. Then I have a look. Does the, the, any of the tracks correspond to a kobold possibly wearing a weird shoe with a curly bell on? Oh, yeah, 100%. Nice. Okay, in that case, I'm like... Okay, so they've actually hired kobolds as elves. Yeah. And then he's dressed them up in insulting green outfits. No wonder they, like, rebelling. Is he, like, painting the kobolds, like, to be, like, human skin coloured or something? Aren't kobolds, like, red? Meet them and find out. Okay. It's definitely not elves. None of us speak draconic. This is gonna go well. I mean, um, he must speak common, right? Because Santa spoke common. Not necessarily. He might be hiring immigrant slave workers. <laughs> <laughs> he might also just know the spell tongues. Or yeah. just, or just speak draconic, like you know, people are, multi are bilingual, are multilingual in D and D all the time. But, but also, it would be a real dick move of me to, um, to, to create a one shot where the main, a lot of people you were talking to spoke a language none of you understood because we wouldn't get very far. <laughs> so, you might operate under the understanding they speak common. Santa is a god, right? And. Gods are celestial beings, and I speak celestial. So maybe he's taught his employees celestial. Maybe. Meet them and find out. Hannah, did you tell us that you knew it was Santa? Or did you just not mention nope. it? Nope. Okay. I kept my cake hole shut. Cool. So you are all standing at the entrance to this mine. What do you do? Can I ask whether I figured it out yet, first of all, about, about Santa? Oh, you can roll an insight check. History check, isn't it? You made me well, do. Well, it's history for you because you have a, like, uh, right. knowledge of, like, but you asked for a history check based on what you said, whereas this is just figuring out who someone is. Uh, to be fair, I probably would have talked about this as a kid. Yeah. It was my family history. What'd you get on your insight check? Do I have to roll an insight? Okay. Yeah. I roll a three. <laughs> you did not work it out. I did not. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I have no fucking clue what's going on. Can I, can I have a look around at this alarm that's been put on the front of the mine and yeah. figure out if there's a way of disabling it? Yeah, sure. Actually, I think you you can see that it'd be quite easy to disable. 
Oh yeah, I was just going to fly already. over it. <laughs> um, so you you could just try and disable it with a sleight of hand check. But you, do, you, do you have thieves tools? Yeah. It's going to be a sleight of hand check at disadvantage to disable it. Or you could just try and step over it because it's just a tripwire. Okay. Um, I am very undexterous. So... I've got a plus three on sleight of hand. Shall I try and disable it? Yeah, I feel like I tend to fall over things quite a lot. I would feel better if someone could just disable it. It's an eight. Yeah, you try and disable it, and you end up tripping it off, and you hear the sound of jingle bells ringing through the mines. I... We should have probably just stepped over it. I really hate that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with, with an eight, you probably would have... Actually, you wouldn't have needed to step over it, because you can fly, but yeah. I can um, fly. Cool. The entrance to the mine is now untrapped, because it's been set off. What do you do? I still think we go in because otherwise the story doesn't happen yeah, out that, that way story lies. <laughs> I'll be like, well, they know we're coming, but maybe that just means that they come say hello and we get this over with more quickly. Come on. Yes, uh, agreed. And Carol just floats on in. You descend some uh, steps for about 60 feet and um, you enter into a kind of fairly small round chamber you can see some old uh mining equipment some like picks and hammers nailed to the wall and the floor is kind of covered with some rock dust and dust because it's been a while but also some tracks that seem oddly fresh and in the walls you can see very faintly because most of them have been mined uh but you can see um some very small gems glowing red and green and gold and they're kind of like intimately kind of like a Christmas tree. It's very Christmassy. Hey. Do they look valuable? Not the ones here. Like it's almost like they're too small to bother with. Okay. But you, I mean, it was a gem mine. They mined these gems and sold them, so they would be valuable if there were any. But you know, this, this area has been pretty well mined already. Okay, I'm keeping my eye out for any big ones that we see later on. The Cool. And um, also in this chamber, sorry, I should have said, there are three different ways you can go. There's left, to the middle, and to the right. Uh, which way are the most tracks going? Um, roll a survival check. That is not my strong point. Oh no, uh, got, a, got a few on that. Uh, that's a five. I need to stop rolling. <laughs> I mean, they seem to just be going all over the place. There's quite a few around by those tools, actually. A few tracks by the, the tools. tools. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to sort of float on over to those tools then and have a look. Cool. Uh, what are you looking for? Can I go over with Carol and uh, use prestidigitation to try and like clean any like dust and cobwebs and whatever on the tools so we can see them a bit more easily? Okay, yeah, sure. And with that, I'll say... So, Carol, what were you looking for? Just a kind of a, a general idea of, of what's going on, really. Okay, I'll give you a perception check at advantage because Makara's cleaned them for you. Uh, that is a 13. Cool. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a, um, a booby trap on these tools, and if you were to pick them up, then they would do damage to you. There's like a, a sort of razor wire thing that would, if you pick them up. It's helpful to know. Yeah. Okay, let's not touch these unless they would be useful, but I feel like we can figure this out, right? Probably. Right, three options, but they're all got quite a few tracks. Um, I don't know. What's your favourite number between one and three? Uh, I don't know. Let me roll a dice and find out. 
<laughs> Roll a d6, and then left is one and two, middle is three and four, right is five and six. I got a two. Left it is. Left, let's go. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, Aurelian, that work for you, right? She likes the number one. There are three of us. Let's not do, <laughs> do that. Do not split the yes, party. Split the party. Split the party. Split the party. Do not split the party. Do it. Do it, cowards. I mean, we're not really a party yet. We just happen to be on the same job. It's Christmas. Do it. That, that, I, I, I don't follow. I don't know that Christmas has any real connection to it. I just, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, there's a Christmas present to me. Split the party. Do not split the party. We're going left. I mean, we look less menacing if there's only one of us at a time talking to people. We're going left. <laughs> Carol goes left. I go left. I follow. I follow. <laughs> really? Do you follow the rest of your companions or do you want to go a different way? He ums and ahs and cleans some snow off his lovely brogues and then finally decides to follow. A bit begrudgingly. Because there was snow on your brogues that's maybe like melted a little bit. It's now got lots of like grit and dirt on your on your shoes. Like they're, they're ruined. Yeah. yeah, he's really not happy about this. He's going to be complaining to his dad when he gets home. Cool. So you go... His father, sorry. His father. He's his father, yeah. He's sure. So you go down another sort of corridor that, again, is like, it's studded enough with these gems that glow slightly that you don't need to worry about um, how much you can see, because I can't be bothered to deal with that. Uh, you come out into a, um, a a larger chamber than before, and this is slightly strange, this chamber. You have an area that's, like, below, and then above that there's, like, a raised platform, all out of stone, so it's in it's sort of been carved out this way, like a platform that goes up and you can see some quite some slightly larger gems on the wall both that there's an area above and below and both of those areas have um a fair few like gems in the wall do these gems look like more worth trying to hack away at maybe yeah yeah it looks like if you wanted to you could um i'll be like hmm i mean he's already paying us but free gems like i could use that i'm gonna go find Gonna find a nice green one, and I'm gonna see if I can like hack it out of the wall somehow. Using what? Uh, so I have a couple of daggers. I want to try and like carve around it, and then sort of like prize it out. Um, yeah. Where are you doing the bit above or the bit below? Which which level are you going to? Whatever's nice and big and quite near me. Um. Okay. Let me just roll for it to see which one is. Um, okay, yep, you go to the bit above, and actually as you go to the bit above, you see a little bit of um, stuff that uh, you actually note that if you'd gone to the bottom area, a um, net would have dropped on you. Ah. That you avoided that, because I rolled to see whether the good yeah. gem was up or down. And roll me a, I guess, athletics check to try and dislodge this gem. I will yell to the others, uh... Now that I'm up here, I noticed that it's a good job I didn't go that way because that would have ended badly, and I'll point out the net. Ching, thank you. Uh, athletics check. Do, 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 uh, right, athletics plus four. Uh, that is a 17. 17. It takes a little bit of work, a little bit of prying with your daggers, but you end up dislodging a reasonable-sized uh, gemstone. It's maybe only worth, like, ten gold pieces, but... Well, Would I know it was only worth 10 gold pieces, though? I think I'm a bit more like... Mm, Probably not, and shiny. that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's a reasonable-sized gemstone. I feel quite pleased with myself. Cool. <laughs> Aurelian is just watching and, like, smiling a bit. And there's also, if you kind of, like, turn, do like a U-turn almost back on yourself, there's another passage leading away from this, this passage. 
Um, I'm gonna go down there. Carol's just like bombing it through this, like speed run the, this uh, this mine. Uh, yeah, as you go down that path, there's a comes a fork in the road, and to the left, you guys can hear the sound of running water, and you can't hear anything to the right. I look at Makar and like you like water, right? Yes, but not in caves. I like like big lagoons and like you know chilling out in the ocean and you know like mm. you know a nice tropical jungle like pool and chilling out like in that like this is dark and smelly no it's not my vibe mm. uh guys any thoughts water or no water but like things need water right if they're going to be down here for a long time like they're going to probably need to go and like you know drink things and you know maybe, like they're probably going to have to go to the water quite often even if they don't live by it but then do we want to go straight to them do we want to sneak up on them i don't know i think we go to the water that's where the people are. Yeah, that probably gets this over with quicker. Well, yes, <laughs> I I think uh, solid, sound <clears throat> logic. Sound logic. Cool. Uh, yeah, you head to the um, walk through an, uh, a slightly winding passage into, again, a, a larger... You can hear the water and you can see that uh, an underground river flows through this the far side of this cavern, which is supported by a natural stone pillar near the water's edge. Mashing. How big, sort of deep and wide is is the river? Do you go and look at it? Yeah. Roll me. Yeah, you're going to get deaded. <laughs> uh, a dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh shit. No. I'm so glad that um, I rolled much better stats than I did for failure, but I still ended up with a minus two, which I put into you dexterity. You have a really good armor class because you do have a massive shell on your back. Yeah, but it doesn't matter for a dex save. Doesn't matter. So I rolled a 15, but minus 2, so 13. So yeah, as you're like leaning over this water, like looking at it, maybe like putting your hands in, um, something mm. hits you on the back. Something like swings from the pillar and hits you on the back and pushes you into the water. Mm.